From the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show, an interview program about gender discovery and self-acceptance. I'm your host, Emily. This week on the show is Charlotte, one of the three founding members of The Transverse and the woman who built our community to what it is today. I love our community. I mean, they're just so big and there's so many of them wanting to jump in and, and talk to us and help out and everything. Love them. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte, let's get into your story. When you were younger, what were some of those signs, especially, you know, looking back now that you have that wonderful hindsight, what were some of the signs that you were different when you were a kid? One of the first ones was when I was uh, five years old. Um, There's a show on it. We're talking like 1986 here. And uh, so there's a show on and it was uh, Rainbow Bright and this cute little girl. And she would um, bring the color and all that sort of stuff back to uh, her home. And I found this long uh, extra long shirt that uh, I'd gotten and uh, put it on, wore it like a dress. So, I mean, nothing super huge there. I mean, some kids just wearing a little thing like a dress. Um, but the reaction I got to it was, you know, oh, no, 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 we don't do that. And I remember distinctly that that devastated me to no end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, from there, I just basically, anything that came up, even remotely making me question um anything would be just buried away (laughs) you know like i'm not oh we can't go there that's that's not gonna happen because i'm you know i'm a male um but i did all the way through have have these feelings or you know you see dresses on the side and be like oh i would probably look good in that but we're not gonna think that (laughs) you know things like that yeah and then later on in life what was it that made you realize that you were trans so later on in life um i was off for um like a mental health break um, from my work uh, as a as a union business rep, and um, basically I was I was I was going downhill. I was going downhill pretty quick. I was feeling like I was personally failing at life, and hmm. that nothing I was doing was working out. Um, and while I was off on this mental break, I I was really sort of focusing on myself and who I was and what my identity was and all that. There just happened to be the right moment at the right time at the right, you know, all those things that just sort of fall into place. And um, I stumbled upon a uh, an Instagram account, oddly enough. And uh, in reviewing the stories that she shared, um, I sort of saw a picture that triggered me and I went, oh, wow. You know, when it was a transition Tuesday, you know, I just remember uh-huh. that. And it was the before and uh, where I'm at now. And I looked at that and went, oh, wow, transition is possible. That's really cool. And oh, my God, you know, like, wait a minute. If I look at the rest of my life from the lens of being a female, and that was it, everything just came clear. I knew from that point that I was trans. I should have been, I should have been a girl. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> yeah. At that time, when you came to that realization, were there any, were there any struggles that you had? Were there any any things that bubbled up to the surface that, since now you had to deal with a new identity? I mean, there was a lot of history of, you know, where were my disappointments? Where were things that, you know, little angry moments or whatever that, if I had been able to deal with it, with this new perspective that I had, I could see how, you know, the situation would have gone so much better. Um, you know, understanding who I was would have just made it all the all the smoother to transition through a lot of my life and transition not as, you know, medical and all that sort of stuff, but I mean, in general, as I traversed through my life. Let's move on then. Let's move on to when you came out. Who did you come out to first? When I first realized that I was trans, um, my first reaction was to at least talk about it. 
And so the initial people who found out were uh, two friends of mine that I uh, was talking to through a Discord group. And, you know, I talked to them a bit about what it was going through my mind and, and all that and sort of sorted a lot of things through. But I'm also, once I'm committed to something, I kind of know that's where I'm going. So literally the day that I sort of discovered who I was, I told my wife um, and, uh, you know, just basically told her right away, you need to know something. I know something about myself and you need to know now. When Once you did start coming out, who was the hardest person for you to come out to? Um, I would say, honestly, my wife. Um, you have these questions and thoughts, you know, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, this is so cool. I know how everything in my life needs to sort out now and, and where it needs to go. And then that's immediately followed by the, the panic and the, oh my God, what's my life going to become? Can I transition? What is transition evolving? And that of course includes when you're married with two kids. What's going to happen with my wife and my family? So I was I was pretty panicked about coming out to my wife. I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, I trusted her 100% that it would be accepted. Mm. But what would that do? You know? Yeah. And what was her reaction? How did that go all, all pan out? She was incredibly supportive. Um, it was hard. It was very hard for her. Um, we were high school sweethearts or are high school sweethearts. You know, we met each other when we were 15, 16 and grew up. So how do you grow up with somebody and not realize that, you know what, this is a woman, not a man. Um, that's the sort of thing that, that goes through the mind. It was a, a time of development for her to have to grow and see what she could or couldn't deal with. And thankfully, you know, recognizing who I am and, and what I need was was there with her. You know, she, she supported me all along. And I understand that you still maintain a really close relationship. Are you willing to share some of that on camera here? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So um, basically the, the relationship kind of evolved um, in the sense that with the newfound knowledge uh, that I have, I can kind of look back and, and on my, my past and, and see that, you know, the relationship that we've had all the way along has been something different than a traditional marriage. We're more like sisters. You know, if that makes sense. And so, mm -hmm. like, our relationship is sort of transcends the marriage. It's it's more of a family, best friends-y sort of thing, but like you'd have with your sister. And so we actually call each other sisters, C-I-S-P-E-R-S. Uh, -E mm -hmm. And, uh, well, she's the sister of and We basically, there's no, um, you know, romantic sort of fling on it. Um, we're, we're very much sort of, you know, it's, you know, kiss goodnight and the, and the, you know, the hugs and all that sort of stuff of support and, and whatever. We've just sort of moved it and evolved it into this, uh, this, you know, sisterhood. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful that you're able to maintain the close relationship and you didn't lose what you had in the friendship and what you'd grown over 20 plus years. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's just it. We've, we've lived an entire life together, um, as husband and wife. And we have two beautiful kids to show for it. So, hey, <laughs> you know, we did pretty well in that life. And I think we're doing pretty well in this one, too. Um, you know, keeping that relationship, at least in, in the friendship and in cheery way. And we do a great job as parents, too. So. When you did come out, how did it go at work? You know, they were very supportive. I was scared at first that my coming out was going to be a big, huge problem because you know, I was an electrician, I was a trades worker, working in a union office where you're, you're constantly dealing with 
with tradesmen. And um, so I was very nervous about it, but um, it came, coming out to, uh, to the, my allies there were actually very, very, it, it was good. It went smoothly. Um, over a few months, I began to sort of notice the uh, dynamic changes, if you will, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, now being a, a woman in, in a very male-dominated place, um, it did change the way I was uh, approached in meetings um, or, or in messages and things. Um, but in general, I was received fairly well. That's great. That's wonderful. It's interesting yeah. you mentioned that. You said that a couple of times that it was a very male-dominated field. Do you feel that in choosing a career and actually up to that point in your life when, when you did come out, that you pushed yourself towards more male-dominated things, activities, and that career? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I was definitely the <laughs> beer fests. Okay, we're totally going to the beer fests and, and getting completely wasted and all that sort of stuff. And I definitely sat around the tables and made sure I was engaged in the conversation about, you know, the, the hot women or something like that. And, um, you know, the <laughs> I worked uh, in, a, in an electrical shop with, uh, um, I don't know, 60, 70 other guys. And, uh, you know, it was a very jovial crew. Um, several of them would always make the jokes about, you know, uh, big man love and all that sort of stuff. But it was never, it was all very hyper-masculine. We go through life and we try and do that. We try, we, we have these feelings and we're trying to push them down. And so we push ourselves into these things to, to, that are hyper-masculine to kind of force ourselves to stick to that mm-hmm. side. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, it, the beard was one too. I, uh, yeah, I had this big beard, you know, all the way through here, sort of lumberjackish, I think. And um, I mean, looking at it now, what? Oh my lord! You know, I just, I, I can't believe I had that thing. Um, and I also, I always had this little, what are they, I don't even know what they call that, a little goatee chin, chin thing or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, looking back now, what was I thinking? <laughs> Yeah, I had lots of beardy phases. It's just funny when when your your beard is your beard. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but it's the metaphorical beard as 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 well as the literal one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was the level of acceptance in your family? You said you have a couple kids, and then with your parents and extended family there. Um, well, the kids were um, biggest support uh, right out of the gate. Um, my son was a little confused when I initially told them, uh, we tried to talk to him about what was going on. Um, and so it kind of looked like, you know, we were getting to a bit of heightened tension over what, you know, what are you trying to tell me? And I finally just looked at him and said, look, I'm telling you I'm trans. <laughs> and oh, oh, okay, cool. You know, like it was, it was nothing. Um, my daughter, they, uh, they actually do a really, like I'm Canadian. Um, they do a really good job in, in our district of, um, teaching the kids about um, gender identities and, and sexual identities. And mm-hmm. so my daughter, um, I started trying to describe it all sensitive-like, and, and she just, oh, yeah, so you're trans. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Let's go with this. <laughs> when it came to family, I don't really get along with my parents too well. So when I came out, I wrote them a letter, um, and I sent it via email, um, let them know, you know, this isn't, this isn't something that you could have dealt with really, um, you know, mm-hmm. and society had its own rules and things, but it's the truth. I'm transgender and I prefer she, her pronouns and I go by the name Charlotte. The response I got back was 
um, not as I had hoped in that uh, mm -hmm. they did not use my pronouns, uh, but pointedly avoided the use of pronouns. Okay. Uh, and also avoided my name. So didn't misgender you, but just accomplish that by, by leaving gender off the table entirely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's just avoid that. Let that go. <laughs> um, and my in-laws were, were um, you know, confused, but uh, um, supportive um, and accepting, just, I guess, unsure of what this meant or, or whatnot. It was kind of the first time they've had to, to face transgender, I believe. A common theme. A lot of people haven't met or encountered transgender people. So it's yeah. it's new to a lot of people. Absolutely. Did you have anybody in the coming out process that you were surprised by that supported you that you weren't expecting? Like I said, I worked as an electrician um, in a shop of, of 60 to 70 men. And this is alongside uh, um, military folks as well. I worked for the Canadian National Defense <laughs> um, for alongside the Navy as a civilian. I pretty much expected that when I came out, that was it. Um, those guys who I spent all this time with, they're just going to look at it and go, what is this? Are you kidding me? And I feel really bad for having such a low estimation because literally all of them were, were supportive and cheery and, and, oh, wow, good for her. That's awesome. They were more concerned about what would happen if they slipped up, you know, and mm. said he instead of she, would that be bad? No, it's fine. <laughs> so I think that was my biggest my biggest one there. I should have given them more credit. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. If any of you are watching. <laughs> when did you first find community after coming out? Right when I first came out, um, I sort of jumped into discord, uh, Instagram, things like that and found, um, community through, uh, um, specifically it was the transvengers at the time discord. Um, they're now trans rebels. You know, I kind of got a sense of, uh, it was nice to see that there were other people like me who um, were experiencing very similar things in their lives. I mean, everybody's story is different, but that was, it was nice that people were willing to share. Um, and as I got closer into really getting into the medical side of my transition and starting hormones, I left uh, social media and the Discord servers and all that for a while. And when I came back in October, I uh, jumped right back into the mall because I realized again that that community is so important. And most recently when uh, my relationship was evolving into a sisterhood, I leaned on the community a lot at that point. And okay. the response I got just showed me that it's it's unbelievable and it needs to be supported. I love this community of, of folk that I've met. Hmm. Uh, your server through everybody's server. It's phenomenal out there. Instagram, Facebook, so many great people. Did you happen to find a specific role model or confidant as you were becoming part of the community that you could look to, that you could ask questions of? Yeah, I'm lucky to have two. One of them is I met, uh, I was feeling really crummy and a friend of mine said, hey, you should talk to Jeannie. And I said, okay. Um, and they gave me her contact information and she actually, as I recall, reached out immediately. And hi, Jeannie, <laughs> if you're there. And She, um, she is. Hey. hey. <laughs> Big shout out to and, Jeannie. Uh, yeah, totally shout out to Jeannie. Um, she's awesome. Love her to death. And uh, the other one is a local, uh, um, I guess you'd call her trans mom uh, named Ava, who, uh, you know, when I was when I was down, had a rough time, had questions or, you know, whatever. Um, she would pop by with, uh, you know, all COVID, you know, with mask and everything. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, you know, she had some some dresses and shirts and things to encourage me along the way as well. So, um, mm. yeah, those are my two most probably favorite inspiration trans folk. That's people. wonderful. She says hi, Shar, and love you, sis. <laughs> and that reminds too. me that I've been a little remiss when I talked to the audience. I forgot to say that my one rule for this show is that the guest does not watch the live chat. So I will, if you mention her or whatever, I will relay that to her. I'll try to, but just know that you can't interact directly with her. I don't want that to be a distraction and we do get trolls every once in a while. and I don't want that to affect the guest in any way. So as far as your story goes, how far along in your journey would you say you are? I feel like I'm still new. I'm on HRT about almost five months now. Um, I'm getting close to nine months um, since I came out. I mean, it's it's really, it hasn't even been a year yet. As far as I've come, I just, there's so much farther to go um, mm. in a transition. And um, I mean, my life is entirely in transition as well. It's not just, uh, you know, moving from, from you know, a male, per, a male identity to my proper female one my entire life is changing along with it too. So yeah, I'm at the onset and I'm happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next big step? I'm, uh, I'm kind of counting the weeks down for, uh, for gender confirmation surgery, GCS, to be honest. Wow. I have had enough of dysphoria already and uh, I'd like to get that fixed. <laughs> so uh, that'll be my next big thing. As soon as I can apply here, I'm going to, and, uh, and then it's just waiting, you know, on the wait list. Yeah. We've had a couple of conversations in this channel about the Canadian healthcare and the wait list for specialists. Mm -hmm. It's challenging. <laughs> we don't pay except through taxes here, right? So there's a huge benefit that my GCS is, is going to be covered. That's huge. I'm so thankful for that. But the way in which you access and, and can, can get uh, assistance, even mental health assistance is we have some broken systems here that need to be fixed. And um, I was thinking about it and COVID I think has exposed uh, a lot of those flaws to uh, to our people and, uh, and government as well. So hopefully we'll see some change. What are some of the key fears that you had during your transition and how have you overcome them? I mean, number one was loss of family. Um, you know, what's gonna happen with my family, with my friends? Thankfully, my story is pretty positive. I haven't really lost anybody that I was concerned to lose, I guess is the way to put it. And I haven't lost my family at all. So that's pretty special. Other than that, I've, I mean, there's always the, the question of, you know, how are people going to look at me? How are, how are, you know, passing, you know, like is passing something I care about? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> so well, that's great. As you, as you come along, you know, you've, you've kind of grown on that. Are your goals in your transition shifted as well yeah a little bit um and and again that's sort of where the passing thing uh, i guess where i was going with that is when i initially came out um that was sort of my thought was you know can i even bother transitioning i'm i'm built pretty much like a big burly man mm -hmm. um, am i going to be able to actually you know pass as a female and that completely shifted for me i i don't really care about that at all anymore that wasn't it's not a priority whatsoever i just want to be me you know, I just want to live my life as me, and that's what I'm doing. And then the other, uh, the other priority, I think I, or I'd say, or something that uh, shifted for me is in my surgeries. I wasn't really looking at much in the way of surgery before, and now there's, uh, you know, the concept of a tracheal shave was something that I looked at and went, yeah, I might toss that in. <laughs> <laughs> Julie asks, 
about your 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 hair. Is it black, red, or brown? She asks because her eyes are playing tricks on her, and she, and she just has to know. It's Auburn. Uh, it's Auburn. a combination of a bit of red and a bit of brown. Yep. Oh, and you know what? I'm going to give a shout out too. If you didn't know, it is a wig. Um, I think it's uh, kind of important as well to point out that. Uh, uh, like many who have had the testosterone poisoning, I lost my hair, and mm. I'm growing it back. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm one of the lucky ones. Oh, but wow. there are many who don't, so and that's perfectly normal too. Has therapy played a big role in your transition? Have you been able to be able to talk to somebody, or with the Canadian system, has it been difficult for you? The Canadian system has definitely made it difficult. Um, I've uh, I, I sort of found ways to get around to talking with counselors to to get my own support through uh, through various you know like uh, emergency assistance programs for families and things like that. Um, but the system here is very expensive and the wait lists are ridiculously long. I'm I'm kind of fortunate to have uh, a psychiatrist as well that's willing to uh, you know answer a couple questions. Mm -hmm. uh, an email or something like that. I won't ever say her name so she doesn't get busted. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to have that, uh, that sort of connection too. But the Canadian system makes it very challenging. How confident as a woman do you feel at this point in your transition? It's funny. If you had asked me that, um, you know, like even a month ago, I'd have probably looked at that and said, oh, no way. No, uh, this is crazy. <laughs> I feel incredibly confident now. Um, it's been building over the last month. Uh, you know, just, I have no fears of going out as myself um, out in the world right now. And I mean, I'm lucky to have an area that's, you know, fairly supportive of anyone in the LGBTQ community, but I'm me. So I go out and I'm, I'm flamboyant and I'm exactly who I am uh, all the time. I'm confident. Let's just put it that way. This is me. You got to live with that. <laughs> Take it or leave it. I love it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> of the things that you've experienced so far in your transition, the, the changes you've made or the things you've gone through, hormones, any surgeries, what has been the single most affirming thing for you to make you feel like a true woman? The hormones, uh, right off the bat, I gotta say. When I started HRT, um, it was right off the bat, I immediately looked at it and said, finally, I'm on the right thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting rid of that tea, and I'm going on the estrogen, and that is phenomenal. I didn't, I've been singing the praises of estrogen ever since. Um, but it helped clear a lot of my mind and, and um, certainly helped me get more in touch with myself and allow me to uh, feel confident in exploring my femininity. The hormones have just been phenomenal. And now that I'm seeing the uh, beginning to start seeing some of the physical changes show up too, um, you know, it's it's even more affirming and uh, validating to, I'm a woman, it's, mm -hmm. it's and I'm gonna look it, you know, <laughs> it's fantastic. Do you still get dysphoria at times? And if so, what triggers that? What brings that on? Definitely it's my equipment, not gonna lie. Um, I get bad dysphoria um, from from the from the genitalia, and um, you know showers. I used to love showers, a nice hot shower, and I just can't do them very long now. I mean, they're already long because I have to shave and everything, but mm -hmm. I want out. You know, I just I, I want out of that thing real quick. Um, let me throw some pants on. Let's go <laughs> again. Why I'm counting down the weeks to the GCS? Yeah. What have the biggest hurdles been in your transition? Probably just uh, again what the weight uh, the weight systems are going to be like in our in our system here. 
Um, in the mental health has been horrible uh, waiting for for the help there. And uh, I know surgically it's going to take a, it's going to take me a while to get on a list and get it all sorted out and sorted through. So I think the medical system right now are the biggest hurdles. I can get all the other stuff for my social transition was uh, was incredibly simple. Um, and my legal transition, my name and gender marker were changed very quickly. Okay. Um, so I have to say like those were pretty good, but, uh, medically. <laughs> yeah. Pluses and minuses to the Canadian system. Name change sounds yeah, like exactly. it's pretty easy, but there are other things that are significant challenge. Might mention as well that my voice is one of the things that I kind of, we're talking dysphoria, just back up a second there too. It's yeah. my voice, you know, um, one of the places that I got help with that was your server and uh, I just wanted to actually have a chance to thank you publicly for that one we talked about it and you sort of gave me a kick and although my voice wavers all over the place I uh, I'm actually working on it now mm -hmm. and uh, I feel all the better for it so thank you <laughs> oh that's amazing yeah that the whole point of this the whole point of of the show and uh, and having the, the server where people can come and interact afterwards and find find that community find that support is for that you know to help as many people as we can and i'm so excited that we're able to now expand this out to a full-on channel a full media network so we can bring a lot more of that and hopefully expand that out and that reaches even further yeah, absolutely. I feel a little remiss and I'm glad we went back to the dysphoria thing because you had a quote about what you tell people sometimes about getting hit by dysphoria. And I, I, I really wanted to make sure that we covered that because I think it's one of my favorite quotes that I've heard. I refer to it as getting kicked in the dysphorios. <laughs> so, you know, I hop in the shower and oh, I got kicked in the dysphorios. I just I feel so dysphoric right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I love to use that one. I'll try yeah. and work it in a bit more. Definitely got to definitely got to keep that one going. That was that was awesome. What were some of the biggest learning curves that you've had? Things you've had to adjust to in it's, transitioning? It's getting used to the dynamic shift. Um, I think for me now, going from a, a male identity to a female identity, um, society sees you differently, and mm -hmm. you get treated a little differently in that regard as well. So, when I was playing the role of a of a burly man, you know, I was heard all the time. Uh, anything I said was, was, you know, okay, that's, this is great. Um, as soon as I showed up in a wig and, uh, and started trying to, um, you know, make sure that I was very feminine in my presentation, uh, that shifted. And I was quite surprised by that. It was, uh, it was very, very surprising. Have you been able to kind of claw some of that back and, and get that, that respect back from colleagues or whatever, who are now treating you that way? Have you figured a way to navigate that yet? Um, I'm not working right now. I, I got laid off in November. Um, certainly, I, I communicated it to, uh, to you know, the folks that I worked closest with. And, uh, and, you know, it was never a problem there again. And now that I'm all the more confident, you can not listen to what I say, but I'm probably going to say it again until you hear it. <laughs> I'm kind of stubborn that way. <laughs> How do you feel that transitioning has affected your mental health overall? Uh, 110% better. My mind is so much clearer. I can think everything through. I can actually process uh, emotion and my life has improved so much. I was a, I was a pretty um, depressed uh, uh, male, you know, and, and very, mm. you know, I, I, angry at myself and, and in general. And as soon as I got into transitioning and, and knew who I was and, and started moving on, it's just been 
such an improvement. So my mental health, yeah, it's improved dramatically. <laughs> it's so wonderful to hear. That's what you hope. That's what you hope. It's a lot to go through to have it be disappointing. Yeah, sure. In what ways has transitioning lived up to your expectations? And in what ways has it not? What ways has it fallen short? I, you know, fallen short. <laughs> I, uh, I'd be pretty hard pressed to find a way that it's fallen short, Emily. Um, <laughs> I uh, I love how things are going. I love myself all the more now um, than I ever have. And, you know, everything's been perfect for me. I'm a very lucky individual. Very, very, very lucky. Hmm. It's so funny. I was talking to my friend who's in the chat, Charlotte, a lot, and I haven't seen her much. And I just, I didn't even dawn on me that I was saying, oh, hey, Charlotte, welcome in and all that. Uh, but anyways, early on, she had asked, and this is the question that is, is one of my favorites to ask during the interview. How did you choose your name? Oh, Lord. Okay, so kind of a, a I'm a bit of a Bronte Sisters uh, fan, I guess you could say. And certainly my mom was definitely a fan of the Bronte Sisters. One of the, the sisters is, uh, well, Emily, and the other one is Charlotte. And so that name, you know, it's very, you can shorten it, you can make it long, you, you know, there's, there's so much uh, dynamic to it. Mm -hmm. And uh it also kind of coincidentally was the name of one of my cats when I was younger, but that's not the reason. And then there's also, you know, um, a princess named Charlotte too. So I get to kind of, you know, pretend I'm a princess too. <laughs> what advice do you have now for young or closeted trans and non-binary people that are out there? You're not alone. <laughs> there's a community out here um you know reach out talk don't be afraid to ask the questions to better understand yourself or what transition is or things in general related to to being trans or closeted or not just talk about it be don't be afraid to be you uh, and lean on community you're not alone mm -hmm. You had mentioned that, you know, you felt that your answer to that earlier in the in the pre-interview wasn't that's that unique or whatever. And mm -hmm. I just love I love getting to that question and hearing even if it's a very similar answer, everybody's got their own perspective. And I think there's there's something to be taken from each perspective on it. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. And other than that, I think I'm ready to wrap up. Charlotte, thank you so much for coming tonight. I really hope you had a had a good time sharing your story and i appreciate everything you've been able to tell our audience i had a great time thank you so much emily and i really do enjoy sharing my story and when i say i'm an open book i mean it so anybody watching anybody out in the chat anyone that you come across if anybody wants to talk shoot me a message i'll answer your question gladly it's it's a heck of a journey i'm on we're on mm -hmm. and i love to share it and talk about it because it's unique. I did love, I heard somebody talking about how much of a blessing it is to be trans and how much of a blessing it is to have someone who's trans in your life because of that opportunity to open up and discover so much more about yourself and the world around you. And again, yeah. I think, I think being able to share our stories is really important. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Transgender Show from the Transverse Network. Watch the full video version of the show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash thetransverse, and be sure to catch our slate of other great shows there as well. If you love what we're doing and want to support The Transverse, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash thetransverse.